1: Live to take
0: Welcome to Millennial Season Two Episode thirty-three. I'm Laura. I'm Elisa.
2: And I'm Matt.
0: No, Andrew, this week, he is actually patient zero for the new McHerpes virus, which we learned about last week.
2: Um, yeah, he's... I learned about that last week, too. Um, are you I'm patient so one? You guys... No, you got, well, apparently, because you guys said that this is like way up my alley.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you might want to come to the CDC and get some treatment. I hear that they are using the old Ebola ward for that. Ugh, so, that yeah. So
2: 2015. I know. That's It'll tasty. be good times.
0: I'm loving it zika is the new ebola guys <laughs> anyway since andrew isn't here we decided that we wanted to give you guys the opportunity to ask some of your burning questions about him and we would answer on his behalf um, <laughs> yeah. so maggie wants to know what is his deepest darkest secret okay how real are we being because <laughs>
2: I was gonna go real, but I
0: have a couple. If we ideas. To down a I mean, as real as real as you want to be, baby.
1: Oh,
0: um,
1: I think that there are. I'm not. I think there. I think Andrew's secret, if he were to have one, is probably that there are people he pretends to like that he doesn't like us, and <laughs> namely us most. Most prominently, the three of us. <laughs> but I think, and I mean, everyone has that. Everyone does that. But I think that there are probably a couple people. Listeners might be surprised to learn he doesn't actually like very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there's a reason why
2: there he only podcast with the three of us.
1: Well, I, again, I'm including us in this category. I don't think he. I. I there are times I genuinely think. Andrew's just sitting here hosting going I fucking hate these people. Yeah. What have I done?
0: I mean, I understand the feeling. I often feel that yeah. way about you guys. I hate
2: myself all the time. I'm like why am I friends with myself?
0: Great. Um I would say his deepest darkest secret is something to do with his 2006 was it 2006? No, it's 2008. His 2008 theory that a hole is a hole, it doesn't matter who you fuck. (laughs) (laughs) These are actual words said by the Andrew. Yeah, that's true.
2: It's kind of true, though, except as long as the hole is not attached to a woman.
1: Well, no, we should explain (laughs) what he actually said. Okay, we were talking about sex and Andrew was like, we asked him, how much would you need to be paid to have sex with a girl? And he was like, you wouldn't really need to pay me anything. I mean, I'm sure it would still feel good. A hole is a hole. Who cares who it's attached to? It's going to feel great no matter what. So, whatever. He has since recanted this, by the way. But
0: Yeah, well, uh, listen to our challenge. Just start tweeting at Andrew uh, with the hashtag, a hole is a hole. <laughs> and and uh, then we'll, put... see, we'll see how long it takes him to figure it out. Because I doubt he'll and listen to put a to dollar this amount
2: next to it, too. <laughs>
0: Okay, all right. Moving Ugh. on. Um, our friends over at Millennial Moments asked, "Is he absent so that he can spend time hunting down Robbie
2: Mook?" No. Um, <laughs> I think Andrew is so shy. I like, think that's I what feel he would like. like, if like Robbie you to Mook think. was in the room; like he would literally just like implode.
0: Yeah, something would implode. Ooh. Um, it, likely or likely, likewise, Nassim asks. Would he choose Mook or Springsteen? So, who mm-hmm. do you think? Whose face would Andrew sit on? Uh, I think
1: definitely Springsteen. Yeah, I still think Springsteen's gonna take the
0: cake there.
2: I think so too.
0: I don't know. I kind of th- think I kind of think, think, think Robbie like Mook. This,
2: I, because Springsteen's gonna be on the road constantly, and like, like they have like this arrangement marriage
1: springsteen yeah i mean he's he's up on stage all the time he's nice and sweaty and grimy just like andrew likes it so i could imagine (laughs) i could imagine springsteen maybe sitting on andrew's face and it having like that nasty like man sweat smell that he loves yeah
2: i remember that when we were at a concert and like he like springsteen fell over and we were all holding him like holding him up and literally, like, he was he was just oozing sweat. And mm-hmm. then at the end of the night, Andrew was crying.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say jacking off.
2: <laughs> no, I'm sure he did. I was too tired.
0: Andrew went I home and sleeping. wrote. He wrote a fan fiction about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not fiction, though. It's just a fucking story. And finally, <laughs> another one from our friends over at Millennial Moments. Um, they said, how does he feel about being the CEO of the number one life-simulating game in the world? Of course, they're referring to The Sims. Um, which of I always, course, I thought they were talking and,
2: about the podcast.
0: Which, no, <laughs> this, this doesn't even resemble something that simulates life, it's just something other and else. But, I mean, of course, we know Andrew invented The Sims. Um, if you follow him on Twitter, his handle is Sims, and he often gets tweets from people who are frustrated with the game asking how he can fix it. Um, I I've wish he done would... that to him before, just to troll him. Yeah. I wish he would tell me how I can stop sending my <laughs> Sims into, like, midlife crises. The last time I played The Sims, the, the man in my house, like, all he would do was lay in bed and pee himself and get up and cry and then go uh-huh. back to bed. Um, and then the woman, like, set her oven on fire and just stood in front of it, wouldn't move. I don't know what that says about me. So, Andrew, if you could fix that. (laughs) Are you sure that that this was simulated and not real life? Are are you you... sure you
2: just weren't simming?
0: No, if I were simming, it would have been a much more pleasurable experience. And messy. So, speaking of stuff that's messy, I think we have some news from uh, Warner Brothers, don't we, (laughs) Elisa? So,
1: this one, I had to stick this in here just because it was so ridiculous and hilarious. (laughs) Film studio Warner Brothers has asked Google to remove its own website from search results, saying it violates copyright laws. (laughs) It also asked Google to remove links to legitimate movie streaming websites run by Amazon and Sky. In one request, Google was asked to remove links to to the official websites for films like The Dark Knight and The Matrix. Of course, this was a mistake. It was pointed out to warner brothers but they have yet to comment so L O fucking l i just this is such a hysterical fail to submit a formal request like oh we hate ourselves we don't know what we're doing please remove us
0: yeah it would be kind of like if netflix went out and was like hey um we're seeing some links to stranger things and orange is the new black in your search engine um you should take those out (laughs)
2: <laughs> like, why right now? but why are they doing this
0: it was an accident it was just an accident they, yeah. they didn't do it on purpose somebody clearly googled like the dark knight and was like whoa i just found a stream of the dark knight guys and they didn't take
1: care to look at the url or anything it was
2: just oh, like I mean, like it was an accident on google's part
0: no it was an accident on warner brothers part warner
1: brothers asked google to remove it and google realized the mistake and was like uh are you sure
0: because this is yours
1: (laughs) yeah this belongs to you sir
2: okay i get it now it took me it took me a while i was too embarrassed to ask you today (laughs) before we record like what this doesn't make sense to me well it reminded,
1: so you know, it reminded me of a of a thread I saw on Reddit over the weekend, actually, and the thread was like if company' slogans were one hundred percent honest, what would they be it just reminded like you know if 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 you're mm-hmm. forcing a company to just be very real with itself what would what would they be so like, what do you guys
0: think? Do you think of anything
2: uh, I'm trying to think right now um
0: well, I was thinking, and this is based on the conversation you and I had recently, Elisa. Um, but CVS's could be Plan B next to the condoms.
2: Um... I...
0: <laughs> By the way, very nice way to just casually slip in the fact that we've
1: been talking about Plan B. <laughs> That's a great little Easter egg for everybody.
0: Um... What? We're, we are young women. Why are we not allowed to talk yeah, about Plan B?
2: We are strong, independent. No, not school.
0: you,
1: Matt. Not you. Just stop. <laughs> Right. I think um, I think Rite Aid is, is like Right Aid should be something like Plan B for getting Plan B Because no one fucking likes Rite Aid yeah, It's just true shithole Not once have I walked in there and left going clean not like I, I,
2: I would say Comcast I'm... Go fuck yourself
0: <laughs> <laughs> And that's How... like To the consumer
2: Not yeah, to Comcast That is to the consumer ikea someone has someone for ikea
0: yeah i said come for the shitty furniture stay for the swedish meatballs see i like that but i feel like it's the other way around
1: come for the swedish meatballs stay for the shitty (laughs) furniture when
0: i go to ikea i go there for the meatballs and i coincidentally buy a lamp stupidest thing that you've bought on amazon when drunk go um ladybugs what (laughs) what Uh,
1: you can buy, you can buy a lot of ladybugs. They come in, you can buy like a pack of like a thousand. You can also buy mushroom farms. And I one time went on Amazon and bought a thousand live ladybugs to send to Laura. And thankfully I canceled the shipment the next morning before (laughs) it actually went out, but it was legit going to be. My Christmas present to Laura. I just love the idea of
0: a thousand live
1: ladybugs showing up at her fucking house.
0: <laughs> yeah. So for some context, though, these these were our Christmas presents for our Christmas episode, which we opened live on our Google Hangout. So her oh my her God. idea was so that like, I would open would it and just be swarmed room. by ladybugs. Yeah. yeah.
1: I just wanted to see like like you know a, a biblical plague overtake Laura's face live on, <laughs> on camera. It would, it would have been a great idea. I I The only reason I didn't go through with this is because I was nervous about the ladybugs dying or something. But maybe next year. Yeah, so That's instead she year.
0: sent me a fucking Glenn Beck book. Yeah, that was a
1: mistake. I should have stuck with the ladybugs.
2: <laughs> yeah, you really dropped the ball on that one. I would have definitely went with the ladybugs. Um. So- I bought a shower cap at 2 in the morning. And I don't remember buying it. No. Story. Well, so, that's, yeah, that's um, it. Like, I don't have any stories. Like, I don't buy shit that I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed of. But I'm not ashamed of anything.
0: That's very true. So, Elisa, tell us about the soap.
1: So, the I couldn't FDA think of just, a good
0: transition. <laughs>
1: just like, <laughs> tell, tell us about, about this soap. What in hell? Drop it. Felt, the, the, the Food and Drug Administration ruled last week that soap manufacturers must stop including antibacterials in their products. Companies will have one year to phase the ingredients out, the two most common antibacterials being triclosan and triclocarbon. Don't know why I included that information, but there you go. The background for this, three years ago, the FDA asked these same companies, the soap manufacturers, to submit evidence pertaining to their antibacterial products. Quote, manufacturers did not demonstrate that the ingredients are both safe for long-term daily use and more effective than plain soap and water in preventing illness and the spread of certain infections. Uh, That's from an FDA statement on the matter. They could not prove, in other words, that the ingredients did anything to kill germs. Um, And while this issue wasn't addressed directly by the FDA's new ruling, It should be mentioned that over the past five years, there's been a lot of scientific consensus that antibacterial products are responsible for the rise in antibacterial-resistant strains of bacteria, and therefore also a little bit in antibiotic-resistant diseases. So it's a lose-lose for everybody, and to be honest with you, I'm kind of glad that that this is happening.
0: Yeah. So an example of, uh, of a bacterial infection that has become resistant to this kind of stuff is MRSA. Right, <gasps> like we're seeing huge outbreaks of MRSA, especially on college campuses.
2: What is MRSA?
0: It's really bad. It's like okay. a, it's like a, it's like a, it's almost like a, a skin disease that comes from basically fecal matter, Um so and it, it basically like, like, like creates these nasty mm. sores. Like it's super gross.
2: Ooh, gross. It can kill gross. you.
0: It's really bad. Well, um we'll Matt will show you in person yeah You're... i've got i've oh, got shit. some um well no. my my main question about this is how can we blame it on hillary clinton
2: well um, s-
1: surely she must have written an email about <laughs> at some point in her life
2: and All she right, destroyed right? it with the hammer that's right um i well why are they blaming it on hillary or is that just a joke
0: I mean, they're not yet, but they will. I'm just, I'm really interested in seeing, like, how we could potentially tie this to her, because everything seems to lead back to Hillary Clinton.
2: Well... That's a good question.
0: hmm. Like, where's Jimmy Hoffa? I bet she knows. How about this? Shouldn't she have known?
1: Shouldn't Clinton have known that antibacterials Mm -hmm. and soap was going to be bad for us? She should have known that what was going to happen in Benghazi before it happened. Mm -hmm. Clearly, that was a fail... So if we can't trust her with soap and Benghazi,
0: why should we trust her with the presidency? Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. Soap, Benghazi emails. And
2: I have never, I have never seen her once. Marissa. Wash her hands. Not it's once. because she's got That's
0: hot your, sauce in her bag. Swag. That Swag. should
2: be
1: that should be her new like campaign slogan. <laughs> Benghazi emails, MRSA. Hillary Clinton, twenty sixteen.
0: <laughs> Oh, man. Well, speaking of health-related stories, um, a new study published in the Journal of Economics and Human Biology found that the BMIs of adopted children correlate strongly with the BMIs of their biological parents, and rather not with the BMI of their adoptive parents. So what this suggests is that obesity is transferred more through genetics, um, or at least as much, than than learned lifestyle choices – so this is said to definitively explain why some siblings are significantly thinner than their brothers and sisters despite being raised in the same environment. I mm-hmm. would like to say as as our resident expert on uh childhood obesity here. My brother is thin as a fucking rail. I didn't get those genetics. Yeah. Fuck you, Josh. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you, Josh. <laughs> I'm not even well, has this family. has
2: this caused a lot of controversy because like to me, I guess someone with siblings you You know that like that is not really old news,
1: well, no, so this does there's actually been a lot of uproar over this, at least from what I have seen, because it contradicts this widely accepted belief that fat people are fat because they're lazy and skinny people are skinny because they're super into exercise and just eat nothing but kale um and there is some truth to that to be clear, the scientists in this study still say. That lifestyle choices matter a lot. They just now believe that genetics play at least an equal role as well. So it's not 100% lifestyle. It's more like 50 50. As an Mm -hmm. example, like think of it. Okay. Think of it this way. Eating a pizza every single night for a week is going to be unhealthy for anybody and anybody would gain weight over that. But one person might only gain a pound and another person might gain three pounds, even if you held everything else constant. Even if they were the same height, even if they had the same level of exercise, that you know, pizza every night for dinner is still going to affect different people differently, even if all else is held constant. Mm-hmm. I think this, I mean, this always seemed like something that was true to me just from my observations, but I never had anything more than anecdotal evidence. So I'm kind of glad that there's actual science supporting this now.
2: Yeah, yeah. that's good.
0: Um, so what you're saying is I should have pizza for dinner. What I'm saying is I every have night. <laughs>
2: uh I mean but but I guess yeah, it's it, it really just it d- doesn't mean that like just because like you are overweight is a result of your genetics. That doesn't mean that you should not eat right and try to lose weight. No,
0: it's, it's just that
2: all. you have to you have to work at your own pace and not be upset that the results differ with you than how they would with other people.
0: Yes, exactly. No, that's exactly or, right. Or you could play Pokemon Pizza. Go from your from your couch because they do come to you eventually, I swear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think
1: this has interesting implications, though, for... I mean, just for fat shaming, to be honest, like there's I think the reason that this has been so controversial is because I, I think people like to believe that if you are fit or skinny or even if you're just average, that you are that way out of skill or out of your own lifestyle and what have you. And again, I want to stress there is truth to that. But that's not the only thing. There's also like the genetics at play. And hopefully – and, like, people don't want to hear that because a lot of people like to be on their high horse. A lot of people just like to think, oh, look at me, king of the castle, king of the castle, and whatever. And that's just not – that's not the only story that's being told here. And I hope that people start to accept this science and realize it's just not cool to fat shame. It wasn't cool to fat shame anyway before – but hopefully this this gives people even more empathy for those who might be overweight. Also,
0: if this teaches us anything, it's that oh God. any pizza is a personal pizza if you try hard enough and believe in yourself. Laura, you're not
1: fucking <laughs> helping me here.
0: <gasps> oh. I'm a fat ass. I'm allowed to make fat jokes, Okay. Let's move on.
2: You're not... Okay. No, I'm not going to get into this argument with you again.
0: Okay. I do...
1: Okay. Never mind. I was going to say one last thing on the issue of fat shaming. Have you yeah. noticed? I People don't fat shame because they actually give a shit about someone's health. Oh, no. Like it's People... I mean, they try to act like they do, but it's never actually that. That's my problem, is that... When people will, like, tease someone for being overweight, even if it's not to their face, even if it's just somebody on TV and you make a crack about their figure or their body type and what have you. And then if you really call the person on it, they'll be like, what? It's unhealthy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, okay, that might, that's very well true. it It's sure, It's unhealthy. So is driving without a seatbelt. So is smoking. So is drinking more than two glasses of alcohol in a day. No one's making jokes about that. Because it has nothing to do with health at all. It's about Mm -hmm. feeling superior and Mm -hmm. being judgmental. So I just hate, I hate the veneer of giving a shit that comes with that shaming. Like it's somehow Mm -hmm. acceptable because, Ooh, it's not healthy.
0: Yeah. I mean, take, take a serious perspective on this. This is something that I've also experienced in, in cases where um, various people have tried to influence me to make changes to my own lifestyle um, which like first of all, fuck you, you don't know what my lifestyle is like. Um and, and, and secondly, I've had that experience of people being like, I just want you to be healthy. Meanwhile, they're like outside chain smoking half a pack of cigarettes. And it's like, you're probably gonna die before I do. Lung cancer's yeah. a killer, man. Smoking kills. Ask Malia Obama. What? Never mind, Matt. It's like, okay. <laughs> you'd have to have context. It's fine. Okay. Moving
2: along. Um, yes, please.
1: Moving along. This is something that's close to my heart because I'm a hippie. U.S. beekeepers are fearing for their livelihoods and, frankly, for all of us. Yeah. Because an anti-Zika toxin has killed 2.5 million bees so far. And it's only been used in the United States in the past week. 2.5 million bees killed so far and we all know that there's already a crisis with bees um going out of style here Mm -hmm. um conservationists are saying quote it kills everything and they're warning the public that the chemical used it's called nailid nylid that it's a threat to other animals and insect species not just the mosquitoes that it's aimed or that's targeted to kill um and our already fragile bee populations are being decimated, and so will our crops in short order. State regulators, on the other hand, the ones who are in charge of managing the Zika outbreak, are saying that, quote, a clear and public health crisis justifies the continued use of this chemical insecticide. Uh, Yeah, so literally several states the past week just took, like, those crop planes and helicopters and just dumped this shit all over the place where there are a lot of mosquitoes so around wetlands and things like that trying to main- trying to keep the Zika shit under control noble cause sure but it's clearly backfired in a big way and my problem I guess is not that they did it in the first place but more that they don't seem willing to learn from it like even after figuring out that 2.5 million bees have died in a few days they're like eh fuck it let's just keep going
2: Yeah, and, like, it's not, it's not being, you know, talked about either. Like, this almost could be, like, hidden from the headlines.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure.
2: Like, we had this kind of, um, we had a story like this, um, you know, last year, um, in the first season when we talked about, um, like, crops and how, like, the pesticide industry was, like, suing this scientist who was, um, who, who came with these, uh, with these results showing that like it's it's killing uh, it's killing the insects that, you know, we don't want killed. And y- people are like people are afraid because of these big uh industries and companies who will just destroy their their careers because of, of their findings.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, I know that I saw, I have some friends who live in South Carolina, which is where a lot of these bees died, and they were, like, taking pictures. They're just, like, fucking dead bees everywhere. It's horrible. Super fucked up. So the states that this is, it's happening,
1: as, like, Laura mentioned, South Carolina's a big state. That's where they've seen the the greatest impact on bee mm -hmm. populations, but also Florida and Louisiana um and my fear is that, that this chemical is going to become increasingly popular across states the more that we see zika pop up that regulators are just going to rush to dump this all over the place in an attempt to eradicate zika and uh and kill all the bees in in, in the process and i sh- i want to say as we've talked about before this isn't just a matter of like you know oh poor little bumblebee like it's going to take out the food supply. Bees are the number one pollinators in the United States, followed closely by butterflies. Butterflies also, by the way, are being killed by this toxin. So we're destroying the pollinators that that give us our food. And apart from the fact that that's a problem for the food chain and the ecosystem, just think about food prices. This is why environmental issues should, in my opinion, be social justice issues, because Mm -hmm. the people who are most impacted by fucking up the environment are those who are already in poverty, those who already fall below the poverty line or who just aren't simply making very much money, low income middle class people. They're they're the ones who are going to have to see their their food prices rise and they'll be the least the least prepared to pay for that. Mm-hmm. Whereas everyone, you know, if you're making a bunch of money, it doesn't really affect you. Who gives a shit? But it's it's the people who are already struggling that are going to feel the brunt of this.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I also feel like it's just As a country, we tend to react with mass hysteria anytime there's any kind of virus on the move. I mean, we saw this a couple of years ago with Ebola, where you had people talking about wanting to bar anybody from traveling to the United States from West Africa.
2: Right. Because they were
0: afraid of getting Ebola. And while I definitely think that we need to do something about the Zika virus, I don't think that we should be shooting ourselves in the foot by spraying some unknown chemical into yeah. the air it, it clearly has some really negative repercussions that we might see years and years down the road and i, I mean, just it's... don't know that it's worth
2: it like this has happened before in the 50s um i don't know if you guys ever read in in school the uh the book silent spring oh, or yeah. the uh the documentary like it was that in pesticide that they deemed like very like like very healthy, for not healthy, but like it had no effect on humans. And they were like spraying kids in the pool. They were eating sandwiches while they sprayed them with it. But then they realized that it was affecting like the birds and all the insects, too, that weren't supposed to be affected. Like they all the birds in the area started dying off because uh, it would uh, soften the the shells of the of the baby eggs and they wouldn't then they would all die. It it is a huge um, problem that We really try to I kind of forget because, I mean, no one really wants to, you know, face that that reality. So. All right.
0: And Matt, you have our last story in the news docket for tonight. That's
2: right. Um, Not only is Florida killing all the bees in the world, but um, they (laughs) they're also killing some cars. So Thomas Jennings was woken up by his roommate to find his car in flames. When the man went to check his security footage, he saw a woman that he had never seen before setting his car on fire. The man was confused on who the woman was and why she set his car on fire. It turns out that the Florida woman set the wrong car on fire. Carmen Chambly, she's 19, believed that the car belonged to her ex-boyfriend, so she set it on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Chambly allegedly pla- I hope that's her name. Chambly allegedly placed <laughs> why, why are, a rag are you?
0: Why are you giving it an accent? I believe it's just Chambly.
2: Yeah, well. Chambly. That, that's, that's vulgar. I, I just like to have, <laughs> want to have some <laughs> fun with very bougie it. of you. Chambly. Chambly. Oh. Chambly. So she allegedly placed a rag in the car's gas tank and then set it on fire. She was arrested on uh this past weekend and is being charged with second degree arson. Um guys, like what the fuck Florida? Yeah. Florida. <laughs> let's just be like, clear. Florida like, is
0: like for everybody who doesn't live in the US, Florida is like our weird fucking state where like every bizarre thing that you could ever imagine happening happens in Florida.
2: But like, it's not even the stuff that you could imagine. That's the thing. It's shit that you would never think people would do. Comes from Florida.
0: Yeah. Although this, I, I would say, I could see this happening in more places than just Florida. Um, so, I mean, I let, let's true. let's get let's get real, guys. Have any of us ever entertained the idea of doing something like this?
2: Like setting 100% shit on fire?
0: Percent, yeah. Can you tell us about that, Elisa? Do you have feelings to get out? Ah, uh,
1: I have many feelings. I don't know. We have time for <clears throat> all of them tonight. I—I mean, I, I lying? Of course I have. I think most people have considered doing something like this. I think the key is to not go through with it. <laughs> I thought—I thought, yeah. I, I thought mm-hmm. about—I thought about setting Andrew's car on fire when he told me he wasn't going to be on this episode.
0: But... <laughs> Yeah, I've never. Um, I have to confess, I've never thought of doing anything like that. For me, when I'm in this kind of situation, what usually ends up happening is I just write a very strongly worded note. <laughs> and what? <laughs> you write a strongly worded yeah, note about how I hate you. You, <laughs> you at least set that on fire? No. I <laughs> had one time. I was so pissed. I was dating this guy and he was such a dick to me, and he had given me a CD, and I was like, fuck you! And so I, like, wrote a really long note about how I never wanted to see him again, and I took it, I took the CD, and I threw it on his front porch. Wow, you're a badass.
2: Okay, (laughs) you're the badass. (laughs) Write a note. I got a fucking pride of prejudice. (laughs) He threw a a CD on
0: (laughs) his porch. Yep. Well, I am terrified now. But then then later I wouldn't stole it back, because I <laughs> what? Yeah, it was a good CD. You're
1: gonna have. You're okay. Well, <laughs> you're not allowed to just handle breakups on your own anymore. I'm gonna have mm-hmm. to do them for you so that at least someone gets something little on fire. Listen,
0: I them. am no. I am the Gandhi of breakups. I don't. I'm not all about that you violence. you Starve yourself? No. <laughs> what do you mean? No. If If anything, I gorge myself. Um. No. I just, you know, I don't believe in violence. I don't believe in being one of those psycho bitches who's like, you know, setting shit on fire. I once, the one time I did go
1: through with something like this, I didn't set property on fire. I set a literal bag of shit on fire (laughs) and it was just dog shit. It wasn't mine. It wasn't like, you know, I popped a squat and shit in a bag. Like I went out back and I got dog shit from my parents' backyard I put it in a paper bag Like a lady Like a proper fucking lady I took it mm-hmm. to their front door I lit it on fire And I knocked yep. on the door And I walked away And laughed hysterically When he came out And tried to stomp it out And got shit all over his shoe Didn't think it would actually work Gonna be honest I thought he would get a hose or something But it actually worked
0: Elisa is your psycho ex-girlfriend, guys. Listen, this happened once and I was, like, 15, but I'm not gonna lie, I'd do it
1: again. Probably to Andrew. Okay, that's fair.
2: But you have to actually pop a squat and go through it.
1: You're saying it has to be mine.
2: Or it could be Brooklyn's shit. I can probably get that for you.
1: No, I think best of all is if it would be yours, Matt. I think that would be particularly (laughs) apropos. If I could just get you to shit in the bag...
2: Okay, okay. You gonna sprinkle some uh, glitter on it. All right. Listen, let's keep it classy, <laughs> guys. Let's keep it we'll, classy. Yeah. Okay. We'll put a bow. Like uh, we'll, we'll get the details later. Let's just. Okay. All right, we'll, move on to uh, dumpster fire. Your... By the guys.
0: By the way, guys, we are playing who's drinking tonight, and uh, spoiler alert, it's all of us apparently. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, yeah. We didn't decide who was doing it, so we all just secretly thought it was us.
0: Right. Well, moving on. Anyway, speaking of fires. We do have to get into our dumpster fire 2016 coverage. So we'll we'll start with the Clinton campaign. So the FBI published its findings from their investigation this past week, and I read both PDFs. It was a it was a grueling 16 page read, guys. Uh, oh I, I would highly recommend reading it before you accept the summaries from various news sources because they're all wrong. Um, basically I'm going to read this. This is actually from... Uh, the, The summary itself, the FBI did not find evidence confirming that Clinton's email accounts or mobile devices were compromised by cyber means. However, investigative limitations, including the FBI's inability to obtain all the mobile devices and various computer components associated with Clinton's personal email systems, prevented the FBI from conclusively determining whether the classified information transmitted and stored on Clinton's personal server systems was compromised via cyber intrusion or other means. Whoever wrote this report clearly never took Composition 101. That's okay. So basically, the the too-long-didn't-read here is, we didn't find any evidence of anything bad, of course. We didn't have all the devices, so there is a small chance that something might have been compromised, but we're not seeing any evidence of that. However, (laughs) the, the really shining... Piece of information from this summary from the investigation is that uh, a, a Clinton aide by the name of Cooper did recall two instances where he destroyed Clinton's old mobile devices by breaking them in half or hitting them with a hammer.
1: Oh, what? Huh. So, wait, wait,
0: okay, I want to be clear what is the timeline for this and why the fuck? Well, okay. It doesn't, it doesn't specifically lay out a timeline for when that happened. However, based on the way that it is worded in the report, does not sound like it's something that happened after the rumblings of this investigation began. What it sounds like and what it talks about is that, um, Huma Abedin and this, this aide, Cooper, uh, did recall that Clinton switched her devices quite frequently and that she wasn't always the best about turning in her old devices um and so this this aide got a hold of a couple of them at some point and broke them with hammers. Um, oh my God, yeah, so like here's the thing best case scenario this is not good optics, right? like even if it had nothing to do with her being under investigation. Or even if it had nothing to do with the very beginnings of the story in 2014, it still doesn't look great for any government entity to destroy its technology that way. Furthermore, if you think that that keeps any of the information from getting out in the world, you're wrong. That's not how technology works. (laughs) (laughs) It's like they just went full (laughs) fucking caveman. They're like, ooh. Me like rock. Yeah, exactly. Hulk smash. Hulk smash. smash. So, yeah, I mean, I will say that a lot of the reports that are talking about this particular point leave out a lot of really important information. First of all, they're just like Clinton-aids broke all of her previous devices with hammers. No, it was two devices. Um, secondly, they do try to, to slant the story so that it sounds like it happened as a result of the investigation. However, if you read the report, there's no indication that's true and I just feel like even though I'm biased because I'm a Hillary supporter I'll own that if if this happened as the result of the investigation feel like they would have noted that
1: <laughs> yeah I have to say I agree if this happened as a result of the investigation we would fucking know that if you think that that wouldn't be on cable news all over the place Hillary Clinton's staff destroyed devices in an attempt to evade investigation I mean, that is—that is, to be fair, a very big deal, or it would be rather if that were the case. Yeah, I mean, moves... that
2: story is a big deal, but that's not the story that happened. That's right. not no, what no, happened. No,
1: exactly. But I want to be clear, just in the interest of fairness, that if that is what had happened, if they had destroyed their devices after the investigation was launched, and you know, clear attempts to to cover something up. Uh, there's no,
0: there would be no defending that. No. Nope. None. And that it would be, it would, it would officially, we would have President Trump.
1: Yeah. It that, would have, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That would be terrible, which is why I'm convinced that, that our interpretation of the report is the accurate one, because there's no way that the Trump campaign would not have pounced on that shit, or the media wouldn't have pounced on that shit if they had been doing that, you know, after the investigation. Mm-hmm. It sounds to me like it was just them being... Uh, lazy, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, really lazy about how they just got rid of these devices.
0: Yeah, and I, I agree with that. I also think that anybody who works in politics should know how bad something like that would look, even if there was no nefarious intent there. I think it was a really stupid thing to do. Yeah, it was. It was pretty fucking dumb. It was, it was really stupid. It doesn't... Yeah.
2: To, to break it with a hammer? or Yes.
1: To break it I mean, in any capacity, but
0: especially like... But,
2: uh, the- I, I I totally get that she has to change her, her cell phones periodically. Like, that makes sense to me. Um, yeah, but
0: you know what it talks about in the report, so, though? It talks about her changing her phones because she would upgrade to a new device and then not know how to use it and then want to go back to her old device that she knew how to use because she's a grandma and that's just how they are. Um, but then it also notes that a couple of her aides did acknowledge that she was not the best at keeping track of her older devices when she was done with them.
2: So, and yeah, see, get it, them destroyed.
0: It, yeah, but you're supposed
1: to... When you when you have a device that has secure information on it... Um, we have top secret secure information that's going through a device. There is proper protocol for how you get rid of those things. You're supposed to turn them back into the State Department who like takes them apart and then like I don't know, like shits on the memory chip. Who
0: knows? But there's yeah. like a whole
1: process. I mean that mm-hmm. said, these okay. these
0: weren't State de- State Department issued phones.
1: Sure, okay, yes, that makes a difference, but they did have secure I'm assuming they had secure information going on and off of them given that
0: she was using them for work. Yeah. I mean, they they had mm-hmm. documentation going on and off of them that was later classified, but right. not not at the time that she was using them. So I think this is really a matter of how much fault. And, I, I, you know, I do assign some of the blame to her. I think that she I think she was ignorant about the way these things yeah. work. Um, but I also attribute some of the fault to the State Department because it is so behind technologically. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, she, the whole reason that she wanted to have her BlackBerry was because President Obama has had a personal one. But the State Department, when she requested one, they told her no. And so she was like, well, fuck you. Everybody else at the State Department has a private email address that that they all use. So I'm going to do the same thing.
1: Here's what amazes me most about this, to be honest, is that everyone talks about Hillary Clinton as though she's just she's a political prodigy. She is she is a child of the establishment. She's been around for eons. She has a whole army of political supporters behind her, of super PACs, of institutional heavyweights. She's like this paragon of the political system. The woman cannot, to save her life, understand the power of optics. I think it's hysterical that mm-hmm. she is, she's this, she's a heavyweight, but consistently we have seen, not in my personal opinion, genuine, um, genuine corruption. There's been no solid evidence of that, but there is very solid evidence of of mishandling situations, if and mishandling them in a way that that makes her look like
0: an idiot, mm-hmm. frankly.
1: And it blows my mind that she's like a prodigy and, and can't get that one thing right.
0: A big part of the reason that she wanted a BlackBerry was to facilitate her job because the State mm. Department wasn't giving her any kind of... T- like, they wanted her to use a fucking flip phone. You're a Secretary of State. You fly all over the fucking planet and you're supposed to use a flip phone? So I, yeah. I honestly, I think there's culpability on both sides of this. I think it's kind of up for some interpretation as to where most of the fault lies. Um, but that's pretty much it. That's the most interesting information that came out of those 16 pages. I highly encourage you to read them. Um, we can also put the link to the FBI vault, which is really weird. that They call it that. But anyway, uh, we'll put that in our show notes so you guys can read those. Uh, moving on to Donald Trump. Um It amazes me that this guy's poll numbers continue to creep up here in the last couple of weeks, uh, mainly because Marco Gutierrez. Sorry, Matt, what?
2: I was like, is it? Is it really that hard to believe?
0: Yeah, I mean, Americans are pretty stupid sometimes. But Marco Gutierrez, who's the founder of Latinos for Trump... Uh, reminded us that for every headache that Hillary gives us about her emails, we're gonna get a whole lot of fresh tacos out of the deal. Matt, can you play the clip?
1: We need to understand that this is this is a different different time, and we're having problems here. We need what to problems? we need to. Reform- what,
0: what what problems are you talking about?
1: My culture is a very dominant culture, and it's imposing and it's causing problems. If you don't do something about it, you're gonna have taco trucks every corner.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking <laughs> moron. Um so where do we even start with this? Uh first of all, I would like to say I ate nothing but Mexican food all weekend in yes. in protest yeah. of these just horrifically racist comments. I was like, fuck you. I went to my favorite Mexican restaurant. I had Taco Bell, which is fake Mexican food, but you know, Dude, whatever. I
1: went, I went and had tacos. Not in protest, but in anticipation. I'm gonna be really upset right. if Hillary wins and there's not a fucking taco truck on every corner. Yeah, this is. I, I don't know. see, all kidding aside. I sincerely don't see how that was supposed to be an insult because I mean I get why it's like super racist and terrible, but what is that really the worst that you've got? Like,
0: tacos? Really? I know. Tacos like, are fucking awesome. Oh no. I'm gonna have to eat tacos. That'll probably be reasonably priced. Like
2: it wasn't like it, like it was oddly specific. Like taco, like he must have like a problem with taco trucks.
1: He got run over by one at some point, and like his brain imploded. (laughs) That's what happened. He
2: he probably didn't. He yeah. He probably tried to get a job, and they wouldn't. They didn't let him. I don't know.
0: My favorite thing. My favorite thing about this (laughs) is that. a number of Democratic groups started stationing taco trucks that were also registering voters outside of Trump headquarters.
2: That's right in
0: uh, Colorado, and I think in New York as well.
2: That's so, amazing.
0: Yeah, I think that's, that's fantastic. That Register to vote, get a free taco.
1: Yeah, that was smart.
2: Not gonna lie. Yeah, and I, it, I thought we—I I thought Donald Trump loves Mexican food. Like he even took a, a selfie with a with a taco cup.
0: Yeah, well Taco Bulls aren't you really that? Mexican food, so yeah, that's... No, but I
2: mean
0: Yeah. Well, I mean just the internet response to this was amazing because everybody was basically like, uh, okay. I'm with her yeah, that now. If i amazing. If I wasn't with her before, I'm with her now. Yeah. Wow. I I it was still so incredibly
1: tone deaf. I, I actually saw it live when yeah, it was. Yeah, me too. And I like. I called my brother and I was like, "Did you just see what happened? Yeah, this is gonna be a meme for sure. Also, let's go to Chipotle. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. P.S.
1: Let's yeah, get some tacos
0: Chipotle ASAP. And just to hey, wrap that's your this, charge, just to wrap this dumpster fire 2016 segment on Trump, uh, he's been changing his mind. Speaking of tacos, he's been changing his mind about granting legal status to undocumented immigrants. Um, Just a week after playing tough during his Phoenix speech, following his visit to Mexico, uh, during the speech, he was talking about how there was only going to be one path to citizenship and it was going to be for people to leave the country and re-enter legally. And now, like in the last week, he's softened up on that a little bit and been like, well, I'm not really ruling anything out. Mexicans are tremendous people um but I the love funny the
2: mexicans. we love the mexicans
0: yeah the funny thing about this is that rudy giuliani has been talking to the press about how trump has moved away from the idea of mass deportations but mike pence doesn't seem so sure about that when they were talking to mike pence about this the other day he was really kind of playing coy with the whole discussion about mass deportations and it seemed like he he wasn't aware of what his running mate was going to propose next which sounds about right
1: yeah, I don't think Trump knows what he's gonna propose yeah. next. I think he just gets out
2: no, there and because... starts
0: saying things.
2: Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Well,
0: next week, next week we'll find out where this shit show is leading us. That no, you we're Sounded good. like you sounded like you were on board with
1: this taco truck thing. Like you're, you'd be cool with it.
2: I'm totally okay with it.
1: So let's play a game of devil's advocate. However you feel oh, about voting no. for Clinton, <laughs> you have to argue in favor or not in favor of voting for Clinton based off of this taco truck story Um and obviously argue the opposite of how you really feel about it.
0: Are you ready? We need to get like, what, three minutes, right? Is that the standard? No, it's two. All right. Two uh, minutes, we'll the only care. problem is I can't find my phone. I sat it down somewhere, and I don't know where it is. So I can do it. Give me a second. You. There you go. <laughs> we we come to this podcast prepared when Andrew's not here. Um. Oh
2: God. I guess, I, I, this is.
0: Are you gonna make me go first? I don't know how to do. It. No, no, no. No, I can do it. We'll do Matt first. Okay. Are you ready, Matt? <laughs>
2: of course not, but I think that's part of the whole thing.
1: Alright. One, two, three. Oh.
2: Start. All right. Hello, America. Um, this is this is this is your this is your, your captain speaking. Um I have decided after much soul searching that I will not be endorsing uh Hillary Clinton because of this uh recent uh fact that we have just discovered that She is such a proponent of illegal immigration that if we elect her, there's going to be taco trucks literally on every corner. And we all know this cannot happen because the average calorie of a taco is 170 calories. And we know the average person can only can eat at the bare minimum six. So I'm not going to do the math for you because most of you do not know. Yeah, most of you can't do the math and myself included. So I'm just going to let you know these tacos are great for like Friday nights, but pretty soon that's all you're going to be available to eat is tacos because you can't not stop at a taco truck or a Taco Bell or anything with tacos in it because they're just so fun to say. But they are also Hispanic. And we know that's illegal. <laughs> and <laughs> how much time do I have? And <laughs> 30 seconds. Okay. Uh so <laughs> uh, um and uh the fact that uh the ozone layer is being destroyed by all the emissions from these these trucks, because they don't take care of it because they can't really get any um any funds for uh their cars because they also don't have driver's license because they are not legally uh citizens of this country so <laughs> god only knows and you know you know the gasoline in mexico is horrible
1: there you go all right saved by the bell
2: sweating. i am literally sweating <laughs> how did i do
1: i don't know i i don't know I kind of like lost track of what you were saying after the first minute,
2: but I, I like. I, I, I know there was that there was one moment where I just kept saying taco over and over. <laughs>
0: <laughs> taco, taco,
2: taco, Tacos and they're tacos. You know, tacos are tacos.
1: <laughs> All right, Laura, you're up. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay, ready, go.
0: Um, hey guys, thanks for having me on. I wanted to talk about. This whole this whole taco thing, because, like, here's the problem with it. There are a few things. I feel like Matt brought up a lot of real good points that explain why I wouldn't be supporting Hillary Clinton. Um, I heard that, actually, this wasn't even just a comment that was made by Marco Gutierrez. Um, it was actually, like, a a policy proposal that came out of the Clinton campaign the other day. Um you can go to her website and look it up. killeryclinton.com. Uh, and I I I'm against it for a few reasons. Um the first being Matt brought up the emissions thing. The other thing that we got to think about there is that tacos they kind of make you fart and <laughs> and, and and lots mm-hmm. lots of that methane gas that's coming out of you is going up into the atmosphere, creating that greenhouse effect or whatever y'all Amen. herbologists call it. And and it's it's real problematic Good sunscreen. for that reason. The Herbology. other reason the other reason is that if there are a lot of taco carts on the corners, especially where I live, there won't be enough room for all the bold peanut stands um, that we have around here. Um, also, the the deep fried Twinkie stands. And as we know, those things are much more uh, nutritionally beneficial for your body than a taco is. Um, also, I prefer my tacos from Taco Bell. Uh, I think taco shells should be crunchy. I think that's the American way to eat them. Um, I went to Mexico once. I didn't like the way they prepared their tacos. So, I mean, I know. We, we kind of invented it first. I feel. All right. You're saved. You're welcome. That was good. Dude, uh, whatever you herbologist call it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I, we need to come All up right. with a name for her, by the way. Yeah. For this, for this person that comes out of me. Every I now feel and like then. It's a, it's a, she's supposed to be Southern,
1: obviously. I, yeah. So I feel like it should be like like two names, like Mary Bell
0: or something, you know? Or yeah.
2: Laura Mallory.
0: Or Mary Catherine. That's a big one. Mm. Yeah. Well, we'll think about it. We'll let the listeners send us some suggestions. Um. So that was fun. Oh, God, that was funny. So fun. Cool. Well, I believe that does wrap us up for today, guys. I can't believe it. We did it without no. Andrew. Did it?
2: No,
1: we didn't, though.
0: Did we really? It doesn't, <laughs> no. it doesn't feel like we actually did. Well, well, let's see if we can make it through the plugs. Uh, don't forget to check it's us out at millennialshow.com, where you can listen to our episodes uh, and the nifty little web player we have there. We are also on iTunes and in Spotify, so you can look us up uh, in both of those places. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at show. Um, send us your dick pics or don't yeah, or do send us send us your pictures of tacos send us food porn that would be pretty probably awesome. with your, think...
1: your dick in yeah. the taco <laughs> oh.
2: and i
0: mean a liberal Dick-to. taco boys okay like an actual taco not your girlfriend
2: dickos i love it
0: <laughs> amazing all right well i think that pretty much wraps us up Um, In order to play us out today, we are going to be playing some Ann Coulter jokes that were pretty amazing on the roast of Rob Lowe the other night on Comedy Central.
1: Yes, I highly recommend everyone check out the Rob Lowe roast. That was hysterical. It was so
0: good. Well, we'll go ahead and let Um. those those play us out. I'm Laura. Yep. I'm Elisa. And I'm Matt. We will see you guys next week for season two, (laughs) episode 34. Bye-bye.
2: Ann Coulter, if you're here, who's scaring
0: the crows away from our crops? Last year we had Martha Stewart, who sells sheets, and now we have Ann Coulter, who cuts eye holes
2: in them. Looks like she's having a good time. I haven't seen you laugh this hard since Trayvon Martin got shot. Ann Coulter is here, which can mean only one
1: thing. Someone must have said her name three times. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice! First of all, as a feminist, uh, I can't support everything that's being said up here tonight. But uh, as somebody that hates Ann Coulter, I'm
0: delighted. Ann Coulter has written 11 books, 12 if you count Mein Kampf.
2: Ann hopes the Republicans uh, can hold on to the House so she can continue to haunt it. She seems stiff and conservative, but Ann gets wild in the sheets. Just ask the Klan. And you know, Ann, after seeing your set tonight, I think we've all witnessed the first bombing that you can't blame on a Muslim.